Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show today, we have Chelsea Stacks of the Mississippi Mecca joining us from Tupelo, Mississippi. Chelsea, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing good. Busy day today. So <laughs> Busy is historically a good thing in our industry. So busy is better than not busy. At Absolutely. Least. We're here to, to talk Mississippi Mecca and pick your brain. And the name is exciting in and of itself. But for the people who listen to our podcast, Chelsea, who aren't familiar with you or aren't familiar with the gym so far, Give us a little bit of a description here. How do you, how do you, in your own words, tell people what Mississippi Mecca is? Um, so honestly, I always started out with it was a dream come true. Um, this is has been like a huge undertaking. Um, the building that we're actually in is was built in 1901. So when we come into the building, um, I mean there was you know, insulation falling from the ceiling, window panes broken out. We're actually right near the railroad tracks. So if y'all hear the train, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, right. But it's, it's an old warehouse. It actually used to be the old Bluebell building. Um, Elvis Presley's mother actually worked in here at one point. Interesting. But yes. So we had about a year, a year worth of renovation, about a year and a half. Um, before we ever opened, but it is what I like to call the old school meets new school as far as it is the warehouse feel, um, mm -hmm. just with a modern touch because I'm all about aesthetics. <laughs> so everything is like, it's, it's new, everything looks new, um, but just the building, like you can't recreate this. So it was awesome to be able to put it here. Yeah, and so like you said, a touch of the history and the legacy that it's mm -hmm. been involved with with your spin of the modern element to make right. it what it is yes take us back a little bit chelsea i'm always fascinated with how things like this get started obviously the building's been around quite a while i assume that right. you didn't start it in 1901 so take <laughs> us to when the idea was was stirring around in your head hey i'm going to open up a gym of my own what was going on and, and how did this all come to be? <laughs> so um, I've been training since 2015. I trained out of another gym um, and it just got to the point where I could kind of see like there were certain things that were going on in the gym that weren't quite fitting with what I kind of felt or the way that I saw that things should go. Um, mm -hmm. And so I actually looked into opening my own personal training studio, which I did in South Chilo with one of my really good friends. Um, and she was running classes. We were doing some personal training, but we didn't have equipment. Um, we had, you know, some wall balls, kettlebells, medicine balls, slam ropes, things like that. Mostly everything was body weight. Um, and I do bodybuilding. So I was still having to go to another gym to work out. Um, and my dad actually called me, I think it was like Christmas day actually um he said hey I have a building I want you to come and look at and I walked in and it was just you know trashed out <laughs> there was stuff <laughs> everywhere all the insulation on the floor and I just kind of looked and I was like 
you're seeing a gym, aren't you? And he was like, yes. And I was like, are we really going to do this though? And he was like, yep. And I was like, okay. So I went back and told my best friend, you know, I was like, hey, like, I know we opened this together. I was like, but where you see your training going and where I see my future going, I really want to do this on a bigger scale. Um, and just from there, we started planning with equipment. Um, obviously we went with Arsenal Strength and they were able to help with gym design. They were able to help with, you know, like I said, we wanted to keep that old school feel. Um, so we went with like the raw steel look and all of our um, pads are red um, because that's like our accent color. Um, and so they were really, they were really helpful because they were intrigued by the building itself. Um, and with us being right near the train tracks, like that was always the coolest part. Um, and it's just, it was a long process. There was a lot of learning. Um, getting the building open was probably the hardest part because we had to meet, we're right near Main Street. Um, so we had to meet city codes, Main Street codes, and the historical codes. So there was a lot we had to- We were to fighting an uphill through. battle from the beginning, yeah. Yes, um, like, you know, we had to keep all of the original windows. Um, so we had to order 1,700 window panes to replace. Um, all the little small ones, you know, that you see in all of the old warehouse buildings. Um, our, our door had to be a certain way. Um, all the beams, we wanted to keep all the original beams anyways, but we had to have, you know, a structural engineer come in and be like, okay, yes, these are gonna, these are gonna last. These will not fall. Looking to yeah. be here. Um, so, you know, opening was probably the hardest part. Um, yeah, what I'm hearing is this was a, a hefty investment on the front yes, end. We actually got our certificate of occupancy at five o'clock the day before we opened. Got that's it. how rough it was, it yeah. was very pulling some strings time. to make sure that we got yes. done in yes, time absolutely and so when was it day one um to be honest I think it was like September it was all a blur I think September 15th was when we actually had decided what our opening day was got it. okay so yeah. a couple years under your belt as a business owner, well, you said that we, we had some ownership stake in a, in a previous studio, but not on this scale, not a couple years scale. under your belt, looking back on that, just reminisce for a minute. What's been your favorite part about running this business so far? And what's been the biggest challenge so far? So the favorite part about this hands down is just the community, um, that we've built in here. Um, I've been blessed with some really good members. Um, you know, I've been to every gym in the area and people don't re-rack weights, you know, they leave a mess and your typical gym bro stuff, you know, and yeah. they don't take care of things. And here, like there's a mutual respect thing going on. Like they take care of me, I take care of them. And so just seeing them light up, you know, when I bring in a new piece of equipment or something like that, like, that's my favorite part of it, just being able to communicate with all of these people on a daily basis. Um, as far as the hardest or the con to it would probably be the financial side of things um, because it's literally just me. <laughs> so I am owner, sales associate, 
janitor, you know, <laughs> all of it all day, every day, while also being a twin mom. And my boys Ooh. just turned two yesterday. So they're actually in the kids' room <laughs> right yeah. now with the babysitter. Um, but yeah, it's it's the financial side of things because it has to be stayed on top of. Um, and, you know, trying to generate yeah. memberships to pay all of those bills can be hectic at times, so. Yeah, I would imagine <laughs> even just the, the beginning, for those unfamiliar with Arsenal Strength, this is top of the line equipment, but not cheap. Yeah. Not cheap. <laughs> None of what we did, we historical a, coding a, and all of this, not cheap. But, yeah. <laughs> What about a $270,000 renovation on yeah. top of all of that? So, you know, it, it was a, like, it was a very big undertaking where I said, all right, it is sink or swim. And so. Yeah, we are all in. <laughs> yeah. We are all in. Okay. I, so given all of that, a lot of people listen to this just for different or, or new ideas of how to get some memberships. You mentioned, obviously we got to bring some money in to make all of that worth it what's been what's been successful for you to find new members and what maybe would you not recommend to some people so marketing 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 um social media so our i should probably preface with our demographic for the facility because it is arsenal so it's a little bit different than your commercial equipment um is probably teenager to 40s, um, late 40s. But it's so social media, everybody within that age range has social media. Um, so that's really where I generate a lot of things because I shoot our content too. <laughs> so just another thing to add to the All plate. of your jobs, but, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I've actually hardly boosted anything that we have, but our members are really good about sharing things. And then we run, you know, hey, bring a, bring a member in that sign, or a friend in that signs up. You know, you get put in a drawing for a free membership. Um, we did that actually in December. Um, I said, you know, anybody that comes in within this time frame or bring somebody in within this time frame, you'll win a free year for 2023. Um, and we got a lot of memberships <laughs> that way. Um, but, you know, I try to run deals as much as I can um, because we actually compete with 80% of probably our gyms here, our $10 gyms, and we are not. <laughs> Um, so it's, it's hard, like you have to really believe in what you sell. Um, the thing that I've learned, you know, with memberships, not selling, I guess, is just giving them numbers. Um, so I always ask if people call me and say, Hey, you know, I'm interested in a membership. What do you cost? I always ask them to come into the facility. Um, because I used to just be like, Oh, well, we're so-and-so a month and they would be like oh, okay and I never hear from them again mm. so I actually bring them in to try to sell it to them um, that way once they're here they see it they see the community that we've built they're more likely to join up that way and sure. we do a lot of follow-ups too now so we didn't do that yeah. in the past yeah and so what I'm hearing and, and correct me if I'm wrong along the way a lot of this driven organically on social media through the use of our current members sharing it with whoever's in their network 
you said we haven't done a ton of you use the word boosting but i assume advertising in some sense right right and beyond that different giveaways and deals and things to entice people to get in mm -hmm. i want to pick your brain on the social media piece of this because i think you're right i think fitness lives and dies these days on facebook and instagram maybe tiktok <laughs> if we extend that far but i think we got to be where the eyeballs are you've done it organically is there a reason why you've avoided putting some money into it not really um we've i've been trying to create a budget for this year so that I know exactly where everything goes. Um, so I'm trying to do it quarterly. Like, you know, I'm going to set aside this much for advertisement, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. Um, I was supposed to do that in December, but <laughs> things were so crazy in December that I just didn't get around to it. So I'm hoping by March, I kind of decide what I'm going to allocate to each month or each quarter. But Everything has just kind of worked so well organically. Yeah. I was just kind of like. These are good problems to have. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like I said, it's just, I feel like it's a lot to do with the demographic that we pull um, that help us with that. So, and I mean, pretty much yeah. every one of my friends are here. So they're, you know, even, even if they're not coming to the gym, they're still sharing those posts. So typically gyms. Aesthetic, you know so the yeah. more pleasing yeah. it is the, the more likely point. it is to be shared yeah typically post-pandemic at least what we see is that gyms either are doing okay they could do better right we could always put more people and make more money at the end of the day but we're doing okay or we're really in a bad spot and now we start to get desperate and make some bad choices along the way as well thinking more of the short term that's that's a dangerous place to be you know we never want to start advertising when we're bleeding out members <laughs> that's right the last Absolutely. At least. now beyond that you've mentioned with any of our, our front end marketing, the goal is to get them into the facility so they can see it and touch it and get a feel for the ambiance. Once they are there, walk me through the different kind of checkpoints or steps that are taken to transition them into, okay, I'm ready to sign up as a member. Right. So when they do come in, I introduce myself, ask them where they work out, what kind of working out they're into, you know, functional fitness, weightlifting, whatever. Um, when we go through the facility or before we go through the facility, I kind of explain the whole, you know, this is the old school with the new school mixed. Um, when we go in, you know, I explain that arsenal strength is not like your commercial equipment. Um, you know, the different pieces that we have that no gym around here has that, you know, they're everything arsenal has which i'm grateful for has some type of adjustment whether it be seats handles you know so it's it gives a lot of variety in just one piece um so i explain all of that and take them upstairs our cardio is upstairs overlooking so we have an area of turf so for functional fitness i kind of explained to about the community um you know it's it's amazing to me the amount of veteran members 
that like when my new members join, they're taking them under their wing, showing them things. So it's, it's really awesome to walk in and see that. And so I explain that to new members that are like, oh, well, I'm kind of intimidated. I'm like, look, everybody here is family. Um, if you have any questions at all, ask myself, ask my trainers or ask the members because they're going to sit there and they're going to help you. Um, so they, they really like that. It's not, I mean, it's not the whole planet fitness, no judgment zone thing, but I mean, that's kind of what it is here because everybody gets along, everybody helps everybody and, you know, nobody's looked at like, oh, well, you're a beginner. So it's, it's nice to have that. And a lot of people appreciate that. Um, and sometimes I offer them, like, if they're kind of on the fence, I'm like, Hey, you know, if you, if you want, I can take a training session with you. We can, you know, we can do an hour session. I can show you how all the equipment works. And typically that will kind of seal the deal. Um, I do still have some that when we get to the end and I talk pricing, they think that we're too expensive. Um, I mean, we're only $44 a month, but yeah. So Honestly, we should probably be a lot more. That's one thing that I Is that what you at. opened up in 2019 at, is 44? No. So we actually did pre-sales and our monthly memberships at that time were $19.99 for my EMS oh. services. Yeah. Yeah. And then $29.99 for regular memberships. Um, so we've increased over time. I mean, honestly, because we had to. But it's not even that I big of an like, increase, you know, though. I like, like, you yeah. Know? I was like, you know, but look at what we're selling, you know, the, so I, all of my members that locked in at the 1999, 29.99, like I never touched them. Like they stay there. Okay. Um, but everybody else that comes in, we did obviously up the price, but too, because I mean, I want people to know what they're paying for. Um, yeah. you're get more than welcome to go to one of those $10 facilities. Right. Right. And so they, and like, I have people have people all the time that you know they come in they join and then they're like oh well I can't really afford it right now I'm going to a gym that's more convenient and last week I actually had to email me and say hey Miss Chelsea um I want to come back yeah. <laughs> so because they're like okay well I didn't realize what I had at the time and now I do so they gladly pay their membership dues yeah beyond that hypothetically this person signs up you mentioned personal training being something available beyond that. How big of a focus for the business is personal training? Is that something it's that like, you guys could afford to grow as well? It's as far as like what it brings them, the Mecca is like income. It's like bottom dollar. Like, uh, because I actually have my trainers on an 80, 20 split. Um, they give the house 20, but because I've been there, <laughs> I used to do 16 hour training days. And so I know what it's like when people take a chunk of change of your money and you're, you've put all this work in and, you know, training is not like sitting behind a desk, like you're active all day long. So I told them like, you know, Hey, as long as you're kind of generating memberships, you leave a good taste in somebody's mouth with your training session, like 20% goes to the house. And a lot of the times I try to take the, those monthly dues and get them things that they need. So when they give it in, like, you know, whether we need more kettlebells, bands, whatever, I try to put that, the train's about to come by. So yeah. it's going to be really yeah. so I'm just going to let that thing go by before I finish. So um, part of the ambiance. Yes. Yeah, so they actually dubbed that as the games train. 
So it's it is coming, part it's of the coming Fed through the station. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And so with all of this, 80-20, I would assume, is much better than other options in the area for these trainers. Yes. They're probably so some, quite loyal in that sense. Yes. Yeah. So some are like 60-40, 70-30, um, and they also make you like do the non-compete clause. And I right. told my trainers, like, hey, like, I don't care if you go and train at other gyms. That's not because that doesn't affect my business, you know, um, because I really feel like if they're good at what they do, if they're training somebody else somewhere else, like they're eventually going to come. And if they're like, Hey, like I'm not going to train over there anymore. They're going to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, not with the trainer being like, Hey, come to this gym. But cause I don't ever want my trainers to pull from anybody else because I don't want them to get in trouble, number one. But two, like, like if you believe in your work, everybody else is going to follow. Zoom out on all of this for a minute. We, We talked a pretty good amount about how you got here in the first place. A little bit about how we get customers here as the business stands now. Where's this whole thing going in your mind? We've been doing this three-ish years now, three and a half. What's the big picture for the Mississippi Mecca in your brain? So I guess it would be the greatest time to announce this, Um, but we actually have plans for expansion. Um, So the building that we're in, obviously we renovate it, but we still lease it. Um, And the number one thing I want for this is I want to leave my boys a legacy. Um, I want something that they can be like, yes, my mom built this, you know, from the ground up and just to kind of get a fresh start and like there's, but it's literally across the tracks. (laughs) So we're not losing the, you know, we're not losing the train and we're not losing the aesthetic of things because the building that we are remodeling will actually be the same as far as the brick, the old windows. Um, it has the most beautiful wood ceiling that's still intact. Um, and it's double the square footage. So another big undertaking, but it's there for the long haul. Um, and I also have a lot more plans with bringing in different, like I've been a NutriShop athlete for gosh, since 2015. So I'm hoping to like bring his supplement store over we, and I've started an apparel brand. I'll have the apparel brand, tannin salon, um, childcare. So just a lot of different things feeding into the, the income of it. But just to, to like, we want to host events. Um, that is one thing that I really, really want to push for when we do open the big facility is we do like NPC workshops, we host powerlifting meets. Um, So I want to be able to create spots in the gym. Um, I am a huge Christian Guzman fan, like Alpha Land. I actually just got back from Houston because I go there to kind of get my wheels turning because he has got it figured out (laughs) hands down. Um, But, you know, he's got his gym one, his gym two, gym three. And so I kind of want to do that in the sense of I want to cater to my, my groups. I want to cater to my power lifters. I want to cater to my bodybuilders. I want to cater to my crossfitters. Um, and then just people that are there for fitness in general. Um, so that's kind of, you know, like bigger scale. That's where I'm headed or wanting to go. 
Um, it's just because I also, I want to be a destination gym. Uh, mm. You know, Mississippi's not really known for fitness, <laughs> but we're, you know, we're an hour from Memphis, two hours from Birmingham. Um, gosh, the coast. I have people drive from all over. I have people drive from Jackson, which is four hours. Um, I actually had seven come up this past Saturday because they called me and I was like, yes, absolutely. You can go do guest passes. Um, but, you know, I have so many people who are kind of, I want to be the hub. Like, again, I want to leave a legacy for my kids, but I want to be, so, I want to be something that people are like, that's the gym to go to. So. It's a fun <laughs> conversation. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's early, early, early in the process, but the ambition is there. Yes, which is exciting. Absolutely. <laughs> so this is this is the building the foundation stage, but we'll we'll certainly be excited to see how all of that takes shape as time goes on here. We're running a bit shy on time, but I want to save a minute or two for you to tell our listeners where they could learn more about this. What's the best website? What's the best social media? How can people connect with you? So Instagram is MS Mecca Tupelo, um, Facebook, just Mississippi Mecca. Um, we do have our website up. It's um, www.msmecca.com. Um, and I try, I've actually been in the process of like revamping our website um, because we just did like a content shoot not too long ago. So I'm trying to get everything like that uploaded. Um, and I'm actually starting a YouTube series. <laughs> so I, like I said, I have a, um, an apparel brand that just started called Heavy Metal. So it kind of wraps up with mental health. Um, that's one thing I really care about, especially for like my fitness people, because I know it can be overwhelming sometimes, um, but you know, how it, how it goes hand in hand with fitness. So my little tagline is heavy on the mind, heavy in the hands. So that is, that's kind of, you know, I've started a podcast with it that'll launch this Friday. And then with the Mecca, we're doing a mic'd up series. So it's going to be mic'd up at the Mecca. Um, so that kind of branched from the heavy metal thing, as well as, you know, posting videos of workouts, trainers, events that we have, just so that somebody like people have something else to go and look at. Um, Chris Bumstead, like I play his YouTube videos on our TVs all the time, but just to have something like that, where people can just go and watch it, you know, mm -hmm. um, and to get a better idea of the community that we have. And, um, I want to do the mic'd up at the Mecca with my members. So my goal with that is to literally walk up to one of my members and be like, Hey, what are you working out today? And they tell me whatever. And I'm like, Hey, do you mind if I jump in with you? Here's a mic. I wouldn't get to know you. So that kind of gives me a better connection with my members and, you know, also gives them something fun to do um, yep. so that they feel more involved. But it's that's, that's a lot of really projects fun. on the yeah. plate. That's for sure. Chelsea, this has been a bunch of fun. I, I always enjoy these kinds of conversations and getting a look behind the curtain and how these things genuinely operate. I'm excited to see what the future holds. I wish we had more time to dive into all of these, but we'll have to have you back on at some point. Yeah. For now, that's that's all the time we have, but I appreciate you coming on and I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you, I appreciate it. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you would like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch. As always, until next time.
Jim Lawrence out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Wars Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily. And joining us on the show is Patrick out of Evolve Fitness in California. What's going on, man? How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for asking. So we're really, really excited to have you on the show today. But before we start talking about the business side of things, tell us a little bit about your story. How did you get into the fitness industry and what made you want to pursue business ownership? Uh, No problem. So I started out just being in sports in high school. Um, I was a football player in high school and I was allowed to play on down in college. Um, So that was kind of my first goal was to be a pro football player and go from there. And then once that didn't work out, um, I had always kind of been interested in weightlifting and training and just how it can change and shape your body. Um, and then I thought about, well, there's no way I could be like a trainer for like my whole life, right? Like once I started to train, so I wanted to go into the like medical school field side of things. And then things just have their way of working out to where that also door was closed. And so I started to train just more full time. Um, and eventually the opportunity happened during the shutdown in which I was able to just open up my own space. And from there, things have been going well so far. It's three years in almost, um, soon and things are going strong and I'm looking to expand. So yeah, that's like the long story short of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you can expand a little bit on your story. We, We have a few minutes here. Uh, so, so from football, um, after I got done with school in 2010. Um, I was working out at a gym and they're just like, Hey, you know, you look like you want to maybe have a job here one day. I was like, sure. You know, Hey, so, so so I didn't really um, consider training as being a way that I would make a living. Uh, But when they offered me that opportunity to train at this gym, I just kind of ran with it still having my mind on medical school. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I actually finally got accepted into like medical school, this would be two years later, um, my loan didn't work out for the school. And so I was kind of like, all right, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I moved back home and, and I started to substitute teach, just trying to kind of stay busy thinking about what's next. Do I want to still try to go to medical school? Do I not? Um, knowing that I've always been kind of good at this fitness thing but I was like I don't want to be just like a trainer for my whole life so 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 I never saw that it could be a career path for me um and then eventually my wife now back then um was in San Jose while I was in Fairfield and I just was like I have to get out there somehow so I just applied to another coaching job um and that's kind of how I got my foot back in the door with with the fitness and training and only a year and a half later I was able to open up my own spot 
So, so just like that, um, I just find that things just worked out as they should. And this is what I meant to be doing um, as hard as it is at times and long hours as at times. um, I really do love what I do. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I can definitely tell. I can definitely tell. So what type of services do you offer at Evolve Fitness? So at Evolve, we offer one-on-one training as well as small group um, um, type of training as well. We do some nutrition plans online for people. We have a couple online clients as well who do their training and their nutrition plans through me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's mainly a one-on-one and a small group service. Small group is up to three people. Uh, we are looking to possibly expand that to four. But right now we're trying to just fill up those three spots as much as we can. Yeah. So we were talking previously um, about the different services that you offer. And something that you said was you are steering more away towards that one-to-one and more into promoting that semi-private PT. So I just wanted you to kind of talk about like your mindset around why you're transitioning from like that one-to-one model to more of a small group training model. Well, just to serve more people is the main reason why. Um, With the one person model, I mean, even if you're working 12 hours a day, right, that only serves 12 people. Uh, But if you can put in at least, say, four semi-private small group sessions in, you know, four times three, that's already 12 just in those four hours that you're serving. So helping more people at a lower price point, too. Um, But also in that lower price point, if you fill that up with three, you're you're now making more than that one-on-one session as well, right? So even though it's a lower price point for them, it's a higher price point for you and you're serving and helping more people. So you're going to touch on just more in that space and more in that time long-term. So, so for us, it's, um, it's also going to be a a way for me to kind of step away more as well. So, so though, like one-on-one, I feel like your clients really get to know you more and they're attached to you with the small group model they're more open to any coach and they might attach to someone else. So, so as an owner, I don't want to work 12 hours a day anymore. I want to do six to seven at most. Right. So with that small group model, you'll allow your clients to get used to other trainers, not just you. Yeah. That's a good point that you bring up there. That last point too. So next question is like, oftentimes when a lot of people are doing that one-to-one, one of the reasons that they are, concerned about switching to semi-private is like oh you know my level of of quality and customer service is going to suffer so my question for you is how are you going to continue to maintain that high level of service and is it something that you're even worried about in the first place um it's not something i'm worried about um something that has worked we we do have a couple of people that have transitioned over already Mm-hmm. And something that we kind of go by is let's start you in a one-on-one for the first two months. So we're dialing your form, we're getting you ready to go, and then we're going to transition you. So, so setting the expectation from when they first walk in that the end goal is for them to be in a semi-private session. Because to, to me as a coach, I don't want all of my people to be with me forever like my goal is for them to know how to work out on their own and that's how you build more of a consistent basis there right so 
when I first meet with people, I tell them, okay, like if you do choose to start with the one-on-one, my goal is to get you here, which means you're able to do more things on your own. You're lifting safer. We know your forms, right? Um, things are still tailored specifically for them. Uh, but yet they're feeling more like empowered where it's not just the coach doing the, the work. They can now grab their own weights. They can now know that their form looks good. They know that this knee needs to be out their butt back more and things like that. So, so, I, so I feel like it empowers them more. So, so using those words has really helped me in the past um, to make them feel comfortable going from a one-on-one to a semi-private session. Yeah. Very well said there. So I just lost my train of thought. Oh, <laughs> did you start with um, zero clients or did you carry some clients over? Start with a, a little bit of a base. I uh, started with probably, I'd say like seven clients. Okay. And for me, like I still haven't done any like virtual marketing, any Facebook ads, any Instagram, anything like it's all just been word of mouth. So I'm fortunate to be like in an area that is more based on word of mouth. Um, and I mainly train like the 40 to 60 year old group. Okay. So, so a lot of them, at least where I'm at, aren't on Instagram. They're a little bit Facebook. Um, but that's what, what we're working on now is starting the Facebook ads and going on Facebook and making a page, posting on Instagram more, you know, trying to get out there more to bring in more people in the door. Uh, but I did start with, I'd say seven people and now I'm at, yeah, like high 40s about. Okay. So why did you wait up until this point? I think I lost you there for a second. Yeah. Yeah. I can't hear you. Do you hear me? Hello. Yep. Yep. We're good. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, somebody picked up my Bluetooth. Okay. Oh, okay. So the last question that I said was, um, why did you decide to wait up until now to start looking into the online marketing? Um, that's a good question. I'd say I just didn't feel like there was a need um, in terms of I didn't really know where I wanted to take the gym at that time. Okay. When I first opened up, I was just like, cool, I'm training. You know, I have my own spot. And then after, you know, a few years of doing those 12 hour days, you start going like, <laughs> wait a minute, like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Um, but for me to step away, I know I need not only a coach, um, I need people to fill up that coach so that they can live in this area too as well. So the word of mouth thing is eventually going to stop. Um, and so I know that for me to be able to hire a full-time coach training 40 hours a week, hopefully um, that I'm going to need some feet in that door. So yeah. for me, it's more just thinking forward before I even bring on that coach. I want to have the feet in the door so they could just have a smooth type of um, way of working and not have to be like, geez, I'm only working two, three hours a day, you know, money's tight, which I understand we've all been there, but I want them to be able to just smoothly fit in working as many hours as they choose to, and be able to live in this area as well. That makes sense. So really your thing was you started thinking about like big picture things like the future, like, okay, this is something that I actually want to build Correct. And, you know, create, you know, sustain sustainability. So Correct. my question for you about word of mouth is 
while it may work okay up to like a certain point, do you see that as like sustainable for long-term growth? I think you'll always get some word of mouth clients. Yeah. Um, and usually the, the ones that you get who are word of mouth are ones that are going to stick with you for a long time. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think it's important to no matter what type of uh, way you try to go get your clients in market, you need to have a referral system of some type to where you are getting people that are like the ones that you want to have. And therefore, they're going to stick with you for a long time. And and that's that's why I would always keep that aspect in. Sometimes with the Instagram and Facebook, you do get people, but it's for the short term. So you're always having to replace that like a revolving door. Whereas the word of mouth, you know, you have a cash flow now for years and years and years, as long as they know that he's a good guy or good girl, very stand up, they get you from A to B, they help you maintain, they create this, they create that. So, so word of mouth is always something that I think is very, very important. Uh, yeah. The other parts, again, are more like a revolving door, just get what you can, but no, they might leave to try the next best thing or, or that next gym that's down the street from you. So it's harder to maintain them, I think. Why do you think that is? That's interesting um, that you bring that up. So usually um, when people reach out to me from word of mouth, it's never about always, well, it is the results too, but it's never always just about the results. It's about, I heard you're a good person. You're a good guy. People like you. This person likes you. They have nothing but great things to say about you more so than even the you're a great trainer. It's more like they like talking to you and being with you and learning from you. Uh, whereas from the advertisements, I mean, you're going up against every gym in your market almost, you know? So you have, you know, the Orange Theories and you have the 24-Hour Fitnesses and the F45s and the other local gyms. So people that I think reach out to you for ads or sometimes looking for the best deal, not necessarily the best value. They just want to go, oh, this is X a month. You know, I could try this for three months. If it doesn't work, then I'll just go over here. So, so I don't think they're buying in as much as someone that is a referral. That makes sense. Um, referrals are definitely, you know, of course, coming from people that have already been in your community and a part of your culture. Correct. So my question for you is, let's say somebody is coming to you from an Instagram post or from an mm -hmm. ad, like, how do you create that same type of relationship that you mm -hmm. have with that person who's coming from like one of your most favorite clients? So, so I try to always kind of start by asking their why. And, and sometimes it's harder to get to a person's why. So you have to kind of keep asking why. So like no one ever kind of comes into fitness without kind of thinking about it for some time, I think. So if you're looking for a coach or like a trainer, like you've thought about this for some time yeah. and it's that deep, deep, deep reason why you want to change or why you want to look better or why you want to feel better or you're too stressed out or you need some time away from home or from work. Like usually people don't start out telling you that. So me as a coach, I sometimes have to explain like my struggles as well that I go through with either weight gain or weight loss or just like life stress. And once they see that I'm open with them, they usually open up with me. And that's kind of how we start to build that trustworthy 
um, situation uh, that's there. So usually um, when someone comes from that poster ad, I have to build that trust with them. And sometimes it takes a month and that's okay. Uh, but once I trust them and they trust me, most importantly, then I know that I have them there for a nice amount of period of time. Um, I also try to set an expectation of, hey, like, this is a journey. This isn't something that you can do in a month or two months. Like, give me at least 12 weeks with you to work with you. So they know, okay, like, I'm in it for at least 12 weeks. Hopefully it's six months. I mean, honestly, I think it takes longer than 12 weeks for something, but um, I at least need you here for 12 weeks, giving me everything you got food wise, mentally um, for me to actually show you the changes that you can make. And, and, and they start to kind of buy in a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Yeah, that's very well said. So that buy in, of course, making sure that you're making sure to nurture the relationship is kind of what you, if I could sum it up into one word. Exactly. And, and you yourself as a coach need to be open about what you've gone through and your struggles. I mean, most of fitness to me is more about just connecting with your client. It's not really even about um, weight gain and weight loss and six pack abs. I mean, there's that aspect there, but you know, I think as an owner and as owners, we all have those people in our gym that have kind of you know, seeing a little progress every month or so, but they're not like necessarily trying to, you know, look dramatically different. They're just there for the appointment because they like you and they feel better. And like our motto is make sure that you feel better when you leave than when you actually walked in the door. So, so those are something big for us that we really try to stand by. That's awesome, man. So let's talk a little bit about what is your day-to-day? Okay, let me frame this. What are some of the most important things that you do on a daily basis to grow your business? So, then, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. Because you're like, you're training a lot over the course of the day, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. my question is, how do you find the time and what do you do on a consistent basis to keep things moving in the right direction? So I'd say right now, I don't have the time, to be honest. I mean, I depend on those word of mouth things. I am looking and buying uh, social media people, marketing people to help me with that aspect of things. Cause I don't have the time. And honestly, I don't really want to have the time to market. I would rather someone who knows how to do that correctly, do that for me. Yeah. Um, but how I sustain myself is making sure that I get in my workout a day, make sure that I'm mm-hmm. eating as well as I can make sure that I'm staying on top of things just from a personal standpoint, um, as much as I can so that I can have energy for those 5am people for those nighttime people as well. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like in terms of trying to grow it, um, I'm reaching out to people who are better at Instagram and Facebook and, uh, the SEOs for the website, all that stuff. That's, that's something that I want to delegate because I know, A, I don't have an interest in doing it and B, I'd be terrible at it even if I could. So, um, yeah. All right, man. Well, um, time has been flying by. It's almost time for us to wrap things up on the show. Just a few more questions though. Um, last question for you is what do you see for Evolve Fitness? We talked a little bit about your goals, some of the goals that you have by the end of the year, but by the end of the year, like even beyond that. My goal is to have um, at least three gyms total. 
Um, so I want to, there's a couple other cities nearby where I'm at that I want to expand to and still have the same format, small group training, as well as some one-on-one training. Uh, but I want to own three gyms at least that's, that's my, that's my long-term goal. And then I also want to like only work around 5.00 AM to around noon. That's also a goal. So I could spend time with family. Um, so I find that my main things right there is just to grow and expand to a few more gyms and be able to be at home more. So bring in more money as well as not work as much. Right. So that's kind of just my long-term goal right there. All right, Patrick. Well, thank you for so much for sharing today. Before we sign out of this episode, please tell our listeners where they can find you. So you can find me at ev-fitness.com as well as evolvefitness underscore nutrition on Instagram. And yeah, from there, um, feel free to reach out at my name, Patrick at ev-fitness.com for any types of questions or comments you have. And I love to hear from everyone. So that'd be great. All right. Well, thank you so much, Patrick. We really appreciate you. your time. You're welcome. And contribution to the podcast. Definitely looking forward to seeing what y'all are going to be able to continue to accomplish down the road. So to you. everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lawrence out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today, Adam, and today with me is Mr. Chris with D1 Training St. Paul out of St. Paul, Minnesota. Chris, how are you today? Doing wonderful. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, glad you could be on and glad you could share your time with us today. Always. Um, so, Chris, go ahead and open it up to us and our listeners. Just give a little bit about yourself. You know, what what has been your, your experiences and hobbies leading up to being a D1 gym owner? Okay. Well, I was born and raised in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, graduated from high school there and moved to Minneapolis, Minnesota for um, to study both finance and German uh, at the Twin Cities campus at the University of Minnesota here. Graduated uh, in 2001, and for about 18 years out of college, I worked for a small consulting firm that did a lot of uh, market and financial and economic analysis for event facilities all around the country um, and even all around the world. So we would do a lot of the background research 
uh, for different facility developments, uh, whether it's an arena, a stadium, a convention center. Um, and then most recently, we were getting really, really into youth uh, and amateur uh, sports complexes, both indoor and outdoor. Um, saw a lot of the big growth in the youth sports market. Um, and after doing the same thing for about 18 years, decided to kind of pull the plug. Um, always kind of had that itch uh, in me to open, to uh, run my own business. So started looking around at different businesses in the Twin Cities um, and opportunities. Um, learned about D1 as they were um, recently franchised nationwide uh, and they were looking to enter the Twin Cities market here of Minneapolis and St. Paul. Um, so went out to Nashville, uh, met with their leadership team, learned all about the brand, um, what they have to offer, and ultimately decided to make the plunge. So we opened up here in 2021 and rolling after two years, here we are. So it's been a, been a fun ride. Love that. Congrats on all that. Um, yeah, thank you. You know, lo love seeing, you know, dreams and uh, just experiences come to fruition to where, you know, you can uh, fully execute uh, as your own person. So absolutely. Awesome. And we'll go ahead and kind of give us, you know, how big is your facility? How many members do you currently house? Sure. So we are um, in terms of square footage, we've we're a little bit on the large side for the D1 franchise um, model. Um, which is now up to nearly about 100 locations nationwide. Um, we're the only one in Minnesota. Um, so the only one in the Twin Cities then, of course. And as far as square footage goes, we've got within our confines, we've got about 8,000 square feet. Um, but we share space with a neighboring tenant. Um, and we have access to a full 60 yards of contiguous turf here. So we're a little bit unique um, from that aspect in that um, we've got a very large turf field, um, allows us to do some really cool things. For example, we uh, have a set of laser timers um, that the NFL uses for its combine. We've got enough space here that we can uh, laser time a 40-yard dash, um, different things like that. So, um, plus we're right in the middle of smack dab in the middle of downtown St. Paul. So, we're also unique uh, from that, from a location perspective in that we're surrounded by high rises, uh, businesses, corporations, hotels, uh, things like that. So we're unique in many ways um, compared to a lot of other D1 locations or a lot of gyms for that matter. Um, but we've got a very large space here in, in downtown St. Paul and it works out really well for us. That's really cool. Especially like I've been to, you know, a, a close to the area. And there's just, there's a lot of foot traffic. There's a lot of, you know, just businesses. There's like Whole Foods that are like right in the corner shops and uh, very neat. Cool, man. Yeah, we're connected on the Skyway system. So um, if you know anything about the Twin Cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul, we get a lot of snow. Uh, we're supposed to get close to two feet later this week, as a matter of fact. Um, so we're connected on this above ground Skyway system um, that uh, provides people the capabilities to walk building to building without really setting foot on the street. So we have, it's, it's almost like a shopping mall type experience, but we're, we're above ground and we've got this skyway connection. That's also pretty unique to us. That's really cool. You, I think uniqueness brings a different aspect to like the facility, almost in like a, a way where, Oh, like this place is so cool because they have this right next to us. So why not check it out? Right? Like it's, it's almost like free advertising in a way. 
Absolutely. Yeah, we get a lot of foot traffic through the door where people pop their head in, um, they see the bright lights and a little bit of the turf and they think, oh, this is pretty cool. And then they walk in a little bit further and they're like, wow, I had no idea there's, you know, this amazing, basically full football size facility here in the middle of downtown. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then um, with the facility, how many members did you guys say you currently house? Um, it, we've got probably close to 100, 150, um, if you include all the different package options that we're on, okay. um, that we've got set up. We recently launched a program for veterans, um, and that's been growing really nicely for us. We've probably got close to 50 veterans that come in regularly. Um, but yeah, I would say we're, we're well over 100 members. Um, we've still got some room for growth, but it's been, been a good ride here. We've been growing pretty consistently for two years now. That's great. Yeah, no, with 8,000 square feet, you know, um, shared space. Um, yeah, definitely got some room for growth and, you know, whatever uh, the model allows and what you guys come up with. You know, yeah. So kudos, congrats. You know, especially COVID is, uh, was nobody's friend. Right. You know, yeah, we opened up right in the middle of COVID. Um, interestingly enough, our construction was delayed um, for due to some COVID um, things. And we were, we actually opened on the first day that group workouts were uh, allowed again in Minnesota. So the timing was pretty good in that we enjoyed or uh, avoided um, any being shut down. So a lot of gyms regionally and nationally, you know, they were told to close their doors for several weeks or months. Uh, we luckily avoided some of that. So. Yeah. And if I remember right, there was a lot of other crazy things that happened in that area. Um, the whole George Floyd thing. And then, you know, businesses were getting broken into and just, Oh yeah. A lot of civil unrest. Um, yeah. We luckily have avoided some of most of that anyway, and didn't really have too much going on in downtown St. Paul. So it's been safe and that's good. Uh, that's good you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Love that for you. Um, well, cool. Kind of walk us through, you know, we touched on a little bit, but just is like a, a cookie cutter frame here, not cookie cutter, but what all services do you offer and if a client were to come to you, new client, not a member, found you guys on whatever, we'll say uh, uh, some type of advertising, um, what services do you offer and how would you initially consult this person as far as are they a good fit for you or are you guys a good fit for them? Sure. Well, in, in terms of what services we offer, um, the D1 model is different than a lot of gyms and that everything here uh, is led by a certified trainer. So we offer our core business is group workouts um we offer four of them each weekday for adults um we also have programs for youth uh, ages six on up we have three age-based um group workouts for youth um and we also uh do a lot of personal one-on-one -on -one training so and then we do some team training where we'll bring in an entire sports team, whether it's a AAU basketball team or a girls volleyball team, boys soccer, whatever it might be. Uh, we'll bring the team in here and work on strength and conditioning, speed, agility, um, things like that. So, uh, you know, we're not teaching girls how to spike a volleyball, but it's more the mechanics behind all of that. So, um, so again, yeah, everything's led by trainers, whether it's group classes, personal training, team training. And then we also do some virtual training, which was especially big during the pandemic uh, where people, you know, couldn't venture out and be 
physically present at the gym, we were still able to offer some alternatives for those people. So um, in terms of how we, um, you know, communicate with our leads and what our process is, um, we'll just get to know them. So again, we're very, very hands-on. Um, we'll set up an initial consultation with them to come into the gym or the facility, uh, sit down with our coaches or myself and get to really the root of what brings them to the gym. So, you know, what's their goal? What are they looking to accomplish? And then most importantly, why? So, you know, what made them reach out to us um, and how can we help them? So uh, we'll customize a program unique to them and their goals. So we've got, um, I've got a guy who's 74 that comes in every single day at 9 a.m., works one-on-one -on -one with one of our trainers. Um, his growth uh, and his uh, achievements and uh, accomplishments here have been amazing. Um, so we'll, um, you know, get to know a person, develop a specific plan for them, and then most importantly, hold them accountable and keep them motivated. So, um, you know, it's our job to make it fun for them while they're, you know, doing the workouts, but then we also measure their success in many ways. So whether it's through an in-body um, scan, you know, to track their body fat percentage, their muscle mass, their weight, um, but we also do a lot of testing uh, here where we can, you know, prove to clients uh, kind of our value and kind of the effect that we have on them, whether it's, you know, speed, agility, strength measures, uh, body fat percentage, uh, you know, just growing their muscles, whatever it might be to them, uh, we'll measure it and track it over time. So we're really big on um, both the science of the actual programming of a workout, but also uh, the science of measuring their successes in different ways. Very cool, very cool, love that. Um, <clears throat> getting to see all the different dynamics of, you know, team aspect, individual aspect, small group aspect, you know, it's, it kind of brings like a whole variety together inside your facility. It really Inside does. Those, those laser timers, man, that got me going. I'm about to take a trip just to get some <laughs> times in. It's really cool. Our prep athletes in particular love it um, just because it provides that, you know, combine type of experience to them where they can uh, have some, you know, at least somewhat official numbers. It's not some guy with a stopwatch that, you know, could be off in his timing or somewhat biased. It's, you know, here's the numbers. There's no real debate about it. So yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was a stickler for the 40 yard dash. I practice it and practice it and practice it, practice it. And finally, I think, you know, back in that time anyways, before I was old and washed up, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I got on like a four, six flat. Nice. Like That's his time. So not, like cooking by any means, but also not super slow by any means. So that's respectable. That's, that's pretty darn yeah. good. So I, I, I was like, I'll take that. I was more of like an agility guy. Like I could do the seven cone drill really fast. Um, and you know, those types of things. So I was, uh, particularly, you know, special about that, but then D2 college said, you know, you gotta be 225 pounds to be a linebacker. I was like, see ya. Not happening. <laughs> no, nah, not at this time. Not unless I, you know, ate like a fiend and probably did some other things. I don't know. But anyway, it was a good time. It was a good time. Um, so cool. Well, Chris, walk us through right now, kind of like, you know, obviously you're 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 on the rise, right? And you know, kudos to that. What's big picture as far as you know, where do you want to take D1? You got a huge facility right now with a little bit of shared space. You know, what's wh where do you want to take this thing? 
our goal is to have multiple locations throughout the Twin Cities. So we want to get this location up and running, um, create some brand recognition in the Twin Cities. So, you know, despite the fact that there's uh, around 100 D1s nationwide, um, it's not a known name in the Twin Cities market here. So um, we're taking that model that's been very successful in cities around the country and growing that day by day here in St. Paul. So we've been really working really hard um, at getting our name out, whether it's by participating in community events or sponsoring different youth athletic leagues. Uh, social media advertising has been really big for us as well. Um, but really just building that awareness of D1 and its brand and how we're unique um, and how we're able to uh, really cater to anybody. So we've got my own son who's six years old, uh, does our rookie class. And we've got, like I mentioned, several people in their 70s. So our main goal here is just to spread the word about D1 um, and eventually open multiple locations throughout the Twin Cities to really serve this market. Awesome, man. Absolutely love that, especially with, you know, the uniqueness of your facility and, you know, the the architectural designs that you're by and whatnot. And, you know, D1's not super huge yet, right. but it's going to be. So is, yeah. there's plans to have, I think last I heard, you know, 500 plus locations around the country. So they're really just getting rolling. I mean, the brand has been around for 20 years, um, started in Nashville with some pro athletes um, and it's just been growing ever since. And then uh, about four or five years ago, they decided to franchise it nationwide. And now it's just taken off like a rocket. So yeah, it's like crazy. every day I'm hearing about a new facility opening or some new territories purchased, um, but it's really been growing nationally. So I think fast forward a couple of years from now, it will start to become a household name in not only the Twin Cities, but throughout the country more and more. Get some national recognition at some point. Absolutely. It's already starting. Yeah. We'll get yeah. people who reach out to us that are, they moved to the Twin Cities and they used to live in, you know, Birmingham, Alabama or wherever it might be. Um, and they're just like, I, I, I saw D1, you know, where I used to live and saw that you guys are here now. So there already is some awareness where people are reaching out to us and that already know the brand, which is awesome. Love it. Even better. Don't even have to, don't even have to, you know, advertise quite as much because they're already familiar with it. Yes. Cool, Chris. Um, so obviously maximizing, you know, current facility is, you know, step one. What's kind of in place right now to be able to get you to that next level? Like what, you know, let's say what, what's the goal to get to? Do you have a, a target membership number in mind? Do you want to get your group classes to a certain size consistently over a period of time before location number two or three comes up? Yeah, both revenue and membership goals. So, um, you know, we'd like to get to you know, over forty, fifty thousand dollars a month, for example, in terms of revenue, um, to be able to, you know, for it start to, to start to make sense to consider a second location. So, right, um, we're not quite there yet consistently, but I do see it happening. Um, in terms of membership, um, you know, we we would probably want to have at least a couple hundred members. So we've got a little bit of growth or opportunities there. Um, class occupancy, you know, we've got some really well attended classes. Um, but we're not quite to the point yet where we're maxing them out consistently. So we have, again, a very large space. Um, if we um, look at the entire space, we're probably 15,000 square feet. Um, so we have the ability to really accommodate some large groups. For example, we train a women's professional football team called the Minnesota Vixen. 
and we'll bring 60 ladies in here, uh, split them into three groups and run, you know, three different, uh, I'll have a few trainers come in um, and we'll bring in these large groups. We had a group from the University of Minnesota recently with 50 female college students that regularly work out together. Um, so we've got the space to where we can really host some large groups. Um, we've got a few more team things that are kicking off soon. Um, so yeah, sky's the limit really. Oh, love that, man. I'm happy for you on that. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, some cool dynamics here, obviously, you know, 40, 50 K a month, that's a really good goal. 200 plus members comes with, it comes with revenue. Um, and then obviously we all have those, you know, classes that aren't quite as full as the other ones, just, you know, time permitting, you know, work schedule, stuff like that. We all know that. Yep. You know, so what's kind of like the, the plan in place, what, what things are you working on currently, you know, to bring in new leads in the door to get your footprint out there to people are like, Oh, like, have you heard of that D one? I saw it on, you know, so-and-so I know you touched on a yeah. little bit of things, but kind of elaborate that for us a little bit more. Absolutely. I've got a, an, an AAU boys basketball uh, program. That's going to be starting with us in April. Uh, they run, I think eight different teams uh, from, you know, some of the top middle and high school students throughout the twin cities here. They're going to be training with us uh, a couple of times a week, starting in April. That's going to be good. Um, I've got a youth soccer program um, called the soccer shots. It's a nationwide organization. Yep. My guy, uh, guy is in that. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, it works with kids ages two to eight. So we're going to have some really young uh, boys and girls in here soon. Um, they have about 18,000 members throughout the twin cities. Uh, so that's one thing, one area of growth. It's going to be a lot of good exposure for us to get some of these young kids in here um, and their families and their siblings and things like that. Um, we've also been doing a lot of birthday parties recently. It's been an interesting market for us. Um, so that's picked up. Um, and then just all the traditional means, you know, boots on the ground, uh, social media advertising is, it continues to work well for us. Um, we've partnered with a nonprofit organization called the Heroes Movement okay. that provides strength and conditioning workouts for veterans. Um, that's been probably in the last few months, it's been our biggest area of growth, honestly, is um, providing uh, an outlet for these veterans to, you know, increase their, not only their physical strength, but also to keep them sharp mentally. So yes. um, we've got probably 50 different veterans coming in regularly now that uh, their memberships are funded by this national nonprofit organization. Um, and that's been really exciting for us. And it's um, led to some, some other ancillary business where, you know, they brought in their kids or their wife or their friend. Um, so that's been really a nice win for us the last several months. Nice, man. Lots of cool things going on. Sounds like it's generating a lot of uh, interest, so to speak. And hopefully, you know, that that results in, you know, foot traffic through the doors. Yes, definitely you know, is. With the uh, the current growth going on, you know, what does that foot traffic look like? Are you seeing, you know, five to 10 leads a week, you know, 20 leads a month, 30 leads a month? Kind of what's, what's that foot traffic been like? Man, uh, let's see. Last month, January, we had 187 leads. So, it was probably one of our biggest months in terms of lead count. Um, and that's largely through social media advertising, but also a lot of organics. So um, we run uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, Google, you know, all of the main players in the social media world. Um, and then we, we also advertise for about 
$3,000 a month probably that we're spending regularly on these platforms, but it's, it's mm -hmm. paying off in that, like I said, last month was 187 leads. So what's that over six leads a day, probably on average. Whether, yeah, right around yeah, six, six and a half, if you count on exactly. half a person. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, the phone's always ringing with new people. Um, had a lady walk in this, this afternoon off the Skyway system that's retired, that um, heard about us, walks past our gym every day, um, wanted to learn more, got her booked for next week. So um, it's really just constantly pounding the pavement um, and having multiple lines in the water. So we don't really rely on just you know, just social media or just sponsorships or just community involvement. We're kind of always knocking on doors and, yeah, um, you know, reaching out to different groups and things like that. So. Love that. Love that. Growth is good. Absolutely. Um, well, thanks for sharing that. I appreciate that. You know, I love, I love a good numbers game where you can like dive in and say, Oh, we're doing this, this, this cool. Awesome. Um, so uh, let's, you know, uh, conversion, lead conversion, how about those 187 members, you know, you think you close 70% of those, 50% of those, you know, what's, what's kind of ballpark number here? Yeah, we, I mean, it's, we're again, a little bit unique in that it's, we've got this downtown location. Uh, yeah. So a lot of people reach out, uh, not knowing exactly where we are, where we're located. And there's a little bit of a hurdle to overcome there about getting them downtown um, to come to St. Paul for, for us, but once we get them in the door, um, our close rates are pretty good. So I don't know an exact percentage offhand, but I know it's, you know, well within the industry average here of, uh, what is it? Probably 30, 40% of the leads we actually are able to sell with some package. You know, there's a lot of people you can't get a hold of, or um, turns out they're not interested, or they come for a free trial and don't come back. But um, we're unique enough and have enough um, to offer here that, you know, once we get them in the door, um, and they see exactly who we are and what we offer, um, they see some of the results that other members have been getting, or they follow us on Instagram or Facebook, Yeah, um, that they're pretty impressed. So we could always do better, but we're pretty happy with how it's been. Hey, that's, that's humbling. You know, that anything can always be better, whether you have the, the, the mega ship of mega ships and, you know, you're driving in 500 people, but you know, there's always things that can be better. You know, professional athletes have coaches for a reason where they get better day in and day out. And, you know, um, for, you know, sake of mentoring and just developing talent or skill or whatever, you know, whatever the case might be. So, yeah. Cool, man. So you touched on, you know, you're, you're doing all sorts of avenues of marketing, you know, organic outreach, word of mouth, business to business, you know, getting youth clubs in there, kids programs, military people, you're hitting all sorts of different demographics, getting all the full spectrum going in. Um, and then doing paid marketing um, with, you know, social media advertising, things like that. You know, what, what's been the, the biggest, you know, the biggest drivers of that engine? I would say the biggest driver overall has been paid social media. So that's kind of just the world we're living in these days. So um, we're constantly pumping out content, whether it's paid or organic, um, you know, filming classes, communicating kind of what sets us apart, showing off our facility here, um, really driving home a lot of that youth market that we serve that, you know, a lot of, a lot of fitness facilities don't really touch. Um, so just 
Um, again, multiple lines in the water, but I would say if I had to pick one that's been the most successful or the most lucrative from a membership or revenue standpoint, I would say it's been the paid social. Yeah. Oftentimes I find, you know, a lot of gym owners agree and say the same thing that, you know, so everybody's doing social media, everybody's doing paid advertising. It's the biggest way to, to reach, you know, three miles, six miles, you know, whatever, like the, the, the concise radius is, that's going to be the most beneficial for, you know, facilities. So. That being said, you know, we can't rely on that entirely. So right. um, again, it's just multiple avenues, um, always trying to get creative and, you know, knocking on doors out of the pavement there as far as, um, you know, social media is great, but it's not an end all be all. We recognize that. Right. Especially, you know, if that's the only thing, there's going to be good weeks, there's going to be bad weeks, there's going to be some stalls, there's going to be some fake leads, just the nature of the beast, you know, people are just going to click because they want to figure out information. They don't necessarily want to really inquire. They just want to know, but they want you to leave them alone, which right. I find is, is very odd. I, I've worked with different, you know, marketing companies in a previous position when I was trying to figure out which, you know, was the best or what to try. And you, you cannot believe how many people just click and be like, please stop. Don't talk to me. You <laughs> reached out to me. Right. So. That's always baffling to me too. Just coming from the business world in general or consulting and whatever I've done in the past, the same kind of thing. You know, you make an appointment with somebody or you, um, you know, you show up to it or you let them know like, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it tomorrow at three o'clock. Whereas it just seems like a regular occurrence in the gym world. And it's not just me or just D1. You know, you, again, you book 50 appointments and you know, 30 of them show up kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And you have to start with a hundred leads just to get those 50 books. So <laughs> well, that's oftentimes I also find from talking to gym owners and being from a few different gyms myself that, you know, the show rate has to be double or, or excuse me, the, the, the lead generation has to be double the show rate in order to get the specific exactly. numbers that you want. So, right. I didn't understand that when I first started until I was like, oh, wait a minute, cross the you know, T's, dot the I. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. No, it's just the nature of the business here. It's again, it's kind of, I mean, I've heard that going into this, so it wasn't a complete shock, but it's well, still, it still just baffles me, uh, you know, how you can make appointments or like you just said, you know, people, they re we're not just cold calling people, uh, but then they'll, you know, you'll get them on the phone. And it's like, hey, I'm not interested. It's like, okay, well. Why did you submit that form? But I don't necessarily, that's what I'm thinking. It's not what I'm saying. So right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, but then every once in a while you hit gold and, you know, you get some people that are, you know, that ideal member that you could see being with you for, you know, multiple years. Um, so you just never know till you try. You got to always keep on trying. That's right. Yeah. Try new things. Sometimes you veer away. Sometimes you come back, but it's, it's, you know, as long as you're learning from it. Exactly. It's definitely a learning experience, but it's been a good one. Good, 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 man. Love that. Love that. <laughs> so, you know, moving on, you know, we got goals under the way. We got, you know, different, different drivers of the lead gen, things like that, marketing, paid advertising, you know, time frame wise, you know, when would you want to get to that next studio or what time frame would be kind of like where you're aiming with what's going on right now sure um it's hard to say just because you know if you'd asked me this two years ago i would think we would have already been there but that was all pre-covid so yeah mm -hmm. i'm hesitant to put an expectation on it or to try and forecast where we might be 
but I will say we're closer now than we were. Um, I would expect that ideally within the next year or maybe two, we'll be considering that. I don't see it happening in the next six months or anything like that, but uh, I know there's a lot of potential for this brand to really be strong in the Twin Cities. Um, so with COVID hopefully mostly behind us now and you know, people fully venturing out and getting back to, you know, life as we knew it prior to 2019 or 2020. Um, I think that, you know, the sky's the limit as far as what the growth could be. I just don't have an exact timetable. I'm hesitant to um, identify that. Just, you never know what's next, but I would say within the next year, uh, maybe two will be to that point. Hopefully sooner, hopefully sooner. Yeah. All is to, you know, positive thinking and, you know, attracting what you uh, think. Exactly. So, well, cool, man. Appreciate that. That's great goals. Good steam. Um, what would be the biggest takeaways from your experience so far with D1? Like, where would you say you thrived and where would you say that oh this was kind of a learning curve for me um i would say we've thrived in in just the successes that we've seen with our membership so we have so many countless success stories and if you know looking on our google reviews for example we're up to 209 reviews with a 100% five star rating so just the reputation that we've been developing here and the success stories that uh, we've seen an hour ago, I received confirmation that one of our athletes here, a uh, real stud football player from one of the West suburbs, um, just committed to Tennessee State University. So oh, he's playing neat. D1 football, going on to the next level. Um, so there's success stories like that. Um, I mentioned a little bit earlier, I've got a guy who's 74 that comes in regularly, and he just consistently sings our praises to the effect of, um, you know, the impacts that we've had on his life, just you know, he's got goals of, you know, staying young and being healthy and being fit. And uh, I'm not a trainer, but I, I'm here every day when he is. And just seeing his confidence and kind of the body transformation that he's gone through, um, the strength that he's gained, you know, going into your mid-70s, it's important. A lot of people don't value that um, the way that, that some people do. So I would say the biggest success has been um, just the results that we've generated from people and the way that we've changed lives, whether it's that high school football player or if it's a, you know, a rookie who's seven years old, we have a rookie program for them. And just, the, you know, even the off the field aspects, whether it's confidence, character uh, development, um, you know, with these some of these kids, um, the parents are just really thrilled to see that and the effects of what we offer kind of paying off. So that's been the biggest reward in my book and just kind of giving back to the community that way mm -hmm. um, has been awesome. And I love it. Keeps me motivated to, you know, keep doing this day in and day out and grinding. Um, the biggest challenges I would say is just the brand awareness, getting the, getting the um, overcoming those barriers of, you know, who are you and what do you do? What makes you different from any other gym? So um, it's, it's an easy story to tell if we get people in here, um, but just continuing to build that brand and, um, getting people in the door. It's, I would say it's a little bit of a, it's been a challenge, but it's been a good challenge and it's definitely headed the right direction. So starting from scratch, I would say has just been a challenge, 
you know, whether it's the bricks and mortar of getting the business open to just, you know, starting with, you don't start with full classes necessarily. You know, we did some pre-sales, but oh yeah, you just have to accept the fact that your classes are going to be somewhat empty at times. Um, and then just build it from there. So I remember days where I would come in the morning and we would have, you know, our 6 a.m. class. I would talk to the coach who was here and he's like, nobody showed up this morning. Um, I've just kind of been hanging out here and answering the phone a couple of times, but it's been really quiet. And now it, the 6 a.m. class is our biggest class. You know, we consistently have 10 to 15 people regularly. And it's just fun to see how it's been building up, you know, step by step. So now it's never a factor of, man, we didn't have anyone at 6 a.m. and nobody at noon or anything like that. It's always, you know, we've, we've built it up. So that's, those are some of our biggest classes now. So just building the brand awareness, uh, getting on the map um, and filling those classes. Yeah, man, love that. Love that for you. Brand awareness is huge. When you have a great brand, people rally behind your brand, whether it's, you know, hats or shirts or sweatshirts, it's just community, you know, it's, it, you're building a reputation for, you know, the facility and yourselves. Yep. Yeah. I think you nailed it right there when you said community. So that's probably the, you know, aside from the results that we see in the lives that we've changed, I would say is just that sense of community that we've built to the point where now um, I myself even participate in our noon classes here frequently. And it's, we've built that, team family type feel where everyone knows each other we know their kids names you know what they did over the weekend well it's more than just come in here and lift these weights and get sweaty and do these difficult things it's really uh people's outlet especially within that adult market it's people's outlet you know they might have a busy day but the one hour that they spend with us here at d1 is kind of time that they've dedicated for themselves um and it's it's obviously a physical challenge and a physical, um, you know, accomplishment, but there's also a lot of social aspects to it too, that has been just awesome for me to see in the people that I've met, the people that have met each other. We've had some relationships develop here where we've now got some couples that met at the gym, oh, yeah. uh, that kind of thing. So the community aspect is huge. Um, and I've heard that from a lot of our members, you know, they come in, we greet them by name at the door um, and they know people when they walk in the door, it's not just, come in you know put your head down put your earbuds in and um go to work it's more you know just a team you know competitive um and fun and challenging but it also motivates uh these people to see their peers you know working hard doing the right thing love that man well i think that's a good place to wrap up you know ending on a high note we've covered a lot of different things you know growth success stories communities maybe some small struggles um you know everything from a to z you know let's open up to you for our listeners if somebody were starting in their own footsteps to become their own fitness entrepreneur whether they're purchasing a d1 whether they're purchasing a blank building and they're just building it from scratch you know what words of advice would you give somebody that's looking to begin their own entrepreneurship I would say it's a never ending grind, you know, be prepared to put in the time, whether the phone rings at, you know, eight, 9 PM, I'll, I'll answer, I'll be ready to go. So it's kind of like, you're always working in a way. Um, so be ready for some hard work. Um, but that hard work pays off. So, um, it's a never ending grind, but it's well worth it. So I would say my advice is just to, you know, never stop, 
you've got to kind of always keep your foot on the gas, um, always thinking of new ideas, new things. Relationships are key. So forming those partnerships, um, you know, with with different organizations and community groups and things like that um, is important. So it's really just wearing many hats, I would say, you know, I do it all here, whether it's emptying the garbages, cleaning bathrooms to, you know, hiring people, signing checks, creating a budget, paying the bills, you know, you just got to be ready for everything. I would say it's not a, it's not a hands-off type industry where you can be a semi-absentee or completely absentee type of owner. Yeah. Um, unless, unless you just have a rock star crew. Um, I would say just be prepared to, you know, roll up your sleeves, dig in and go to work. Love that. Great answer. And then last but not least, you know, we want to open it back to you. Share your facility with us. How can people reach D1 uh, St. Paul? Sure. Well, we've, we're big on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn. So I would just do a search for D1 St. Paul. We spell out Saint, S-A-I-N-T, as opposed to the abbreviation. Uh, we've also got a website, d1training.com backslash Saint hyphen Paul.com. Um, and then our phone number, 651-615-1500. Call that number, you'll probably talk to me. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I would say social media, website, phone number, um, check us out. You won't be disappointed. Awesome. Love that for you. Uh, for everybody out there, go check out D1 if you're in the St. Paul area. Uh, go check it out. You know, it's a little chilly, but, you know, but winter up, zip up. We'll keep and, you warm. Those workouts will get your heart moving. You won't be cold long. That's right. Absolutely. You will not be cold long. Just one step inside the facility. You'll be rocking and rolling. Uh, for anybody else out there listening, if this story inspired you or you want to hop on our show and share your perspective on the industry, some things you're doing, maybe some struggles you're having or even successes that you're having, uh, please feel free to click on the link below, type in all your information. We'll be in touch and we'll get you on the show. But until then, y'all, that's been another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.